regular features, a regular, regular, regular features, a regular, regular, regular features, a regular features show. Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast, the podcast that is exactly the same every week. And like every week, I am your diseased host, Steve Hokey. <coughs> <coughs> with an illness of sorts, and it's not COVID. I did a test. It came off blank. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joined by Joe Screvels. Yes, hello. I'm entirely disease-free, and as such, I'm ready to present you with a feature all about one of the world's unsung manufacturers, ThyssenKrupp. We're also joined by John Blythe. Hi there, you. What do you want me to do now? (laughs) Tell us about your feature lug. Oh, right. Yeah, basically. I've been trying to come to terms with the fact that I don't like music as much as Stuart, and I've been trying to improve that by liking music more. I used to love it back in the olden days, when if you just write, I like PJ Harvey on your personal ad, you get sex with someone. But (laughs) (laughs) since then, just stop caring. (laughs) I don't have a feature this week on account of I've, I've felt dizzy and headache and nauseous oh that sounds like the kind of stuff that you'd normally weave into feature magic steve this you know it's bad because i ain't got done done that this time i ain't done that is what i haven't done look i'm falling apart help me steve (laughs) before you go steve i've just gotta know what's going on with your curtains (laughs) (laughs) I had to. I was setting up my my new electric electrified curtains in my bedroom. So now I can say, "Open the curtains," and the curtains open, or "Close the curtains," and the curtains will close. I can also say, "Open the curtains twenty five percent," and you can only guess what Google does then. Can you say a bit? I haven't tried that. A smidge. Open them a smidge, Google. <laughs> I want a shaft of light to land dappled on my face. Google! Smidge it, sunlight-wise. That's not a smidge. That's a portion. Because uh, it's like all smart home electronics. It's a um, built-in a factory in China and then adds your curtains to a botnet that takes down a Ukrainian province by spamming them or whatever a botnet does. <laughs> by sending codes by opening and closing in the darkness <laughs> of night. And uh, it, it uses the 2.4 gigahertz band on your Wi-Fi. Now, as you both know, as techie guys, the Google Wi-Fi setting is a hybrid of 5 and 2.4 gigahertz. Gwiggles. Gaggle, gaggle. Which means uh, the it doesn't it doesn't identify itself to devices as a 2.4 gigahertz network, meaning the curtains can't see the Wi-Fi, the internet connection. Mm. The only way you can get it to work, and this is Google's official advice, is that if you get far enough away from your home Wi-Fi network, it will force it onto 2.4 because that goes further. <laughs> so do you have, sorry, do I, can I just guess that you have to leave your home, shout in the hallway of your building, <laughs> open my curtains 25% and then quickly run back in to see if it's worked? Worse, I had to take the curtain rail out into the hallway, into the stairwell across oh the hallway, God. then set it up on my home Wi-Fi network. And it worked. 
then I could take oh, it I back see. into the house. So you don't have to do that every time. No. <laughs> it would be inconvenient <laughs> of a morning. <laughs> you putting your shoes on, talking to Reese, going, I'm just going to open the curtains, darling. <laughs> just I'll be back in off. 10. <laughs> just unscrewing them from the ceiling and dragging them out. <laughs> it's worth it to have the smart home. It's living the dream. Hi, I'm KC from KC and the Sunshine Band. I haven't been able to work since 1991 when a sexual misadventure led to a trumpet being embedded in my ass. That's bad for me, but good for you, because when I use my ass, trumpet, it will signal that a new, regular feature is about to begin. And that's the way you like it. Here goes. Are you both fans of the work of Tissenkrupp? Oh, Tissenkrupp. Tissenkrupp? Give me Tissenkrupp. You can often hear me shouting that. <laughs> if it's not Tissenkrupp, fuck you. Do, you. do you know what Tissenkrupp do? I think it's pretty obvious that I know what they are or do or who it is from what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel like they make the sort of a Morphe Richards deal. Well, are they, are they home appliances or is it like shipping containers? They're the Morphe. It's kind of both, Steve. What's the what's the halfway point between a, a nutri bullet and a shipping container? A fridge. You're right. It's the little floating hallways that get you to planes. <laughs> you know those. You know what I mean. They are kind of the appliances of shipping containers. They're movable. They're extendable. They're bendable. Tyson crew. The little floating hallways that get you to planes. I looked at, I was coming off a plane the other day and I was walking through the hallway past all those HSBC ads that they put in them for some reason. And um, yeah, emblazoned on the wall, Tissenkrupp. And I was like, wow, I didn't even think about the fact that a company has to make these. Like there's a factory somewhere just pumping out hallways, floating hallways on struts. So I looked them up. They employ 96,000 people and they made 41 billion euro in the last fiscal (laughs) year. 41 billion hallways. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 41 billion euro for making floating hallways. Well, I I think they might make more than hallways. But as far as I'm aware, they made all of that money on little hallways to planes. I mean, they could hold the airline industry to ransom. Yeah. So how are you going to get on the planes? Those little yeah. stairs, I guess you could use the little stairs. Fuck! There's, there's, a, there's a dead man's handle in all the hallways. If you stop paying us, they'll all just fold in on it themselves. <laughs> Forced obsolescence. Every two years, the hallways just bend upwards into a V-shape. <laughs> and shoot you into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. The day someone finally invents a plane with a wing on the side that can just fold up, and they can snuggle into the oh, airport directly. That's really cute. If, if the wing just scooped you up and popped you into its door like it was eating you. That's well, gorgeous. Yeah, it could go both ways. It could do the eating or it could go, I'm going to get real close to that airport. And goes, <laughs> <laughs> sticks its door right up to the airport's face. <laughs> For the reader's benefit, Joe arched his arm up like a <laughs> camp little aeroplane. <laughs> shuffled, up, shuffled up to the gate. Yeah. Um, yeah, that day, Tissenkrupp is doomed. But until that day, they reign supreme in the world of floating little hallways. I think Tissenkrupp's work is superb. 
and I'd like one in my house. <laughs> I, I, I'd really like to connect my bedroom to a sort of special floating ensuite, like 20 meters away in the sky. So I had to walk through a decent group to do my morning shit. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, it's got to be a, a dangerous business working with a decent group. They're precision machines. You've got to get them into exactly the right place. Um, so whenever I step into a decent group, my thoughts are equally balanced between the precision design that I mentioned, their weirdly specific smell. You know what I'm talking about? There's a really yeah. specific decent group pong every time you go in. <laughs> That's how you know um, you're going on holiday. <laughs> yeah, it's the smell of nearly lacking leg room <laughs> it's, it's great um, the smell of accordion articulated <laughs> flexible corridors yes of steel and rubber pushed <laughs> together to make for an unparalleled design in walking through the sky um and i'm always got one last nagging fear accompanying those which is that a distracted Thyssenkrupp engineer might accidentally have installed it vertically instead of horizontally and as I get off the plane, I immediately plummet to my death instead of getting in the hallway to the gate. Which is why I've come up with this cautionary tale. You are a Thyssenkrupp engineer, and you've accidentally installed a Thyssenkrupp airplane hallway vertically, not horizontally. Can you stop those plane passengers from plummeting to their deaths? Here we go. Can you can you describe what I'm trying to visualize what vertically means? In Does it this mean context? if you're hovering over it, it looks like well, a, a well? I think they've just driven it up next to the plane but just propped it like an L shape and people just would, instead of walking into the hallway, they'd blithely step into the empty space and fall down a sort of chute <laughs> to the ground. Ah, the comfort and safety of a Thyssengrupper cruelly yeah. placed before them. <laughs> they when, die. You, when you get off a plane, you're not thinking about you're getting in a Thyssengrupp, you're just walking. You're like, I've got to get to passport control because I'm probably not in the eu anymore and i've got to get off it steve doesn't have to deal with this he's he's savoring every step of the tyson group with oh. his irish passport the great thing about the tyson group when you get off a plane is sometimes they're so well engineered you don't even realize that you you are in an articulated movable corridor you feel no. like wow this must be heathrow terminal one i've stepped right into it look it's got all look at the, the glazing yeah, it's, <laughs> it's all the mod cons of a normal hallway in the air. And it's got a joystick. It's got a joystick. I always want to push that joystick so bad. <laughs> I want to know what it does. Maybe it turns it Vertical. vertically, like in this horrible story. <laughs> I'll begin. Helga! It's your supervisor, Herr Grosserbeiner Herr Grosser Kurzerkörper, screaming over the radio. Helga, you've installed the X192 Tyson Krupp hallway system vertically. What the fuck were you thinking? First class are about to step off the plane and directly into a metal and rubber pit with tarmac at the bottom. Do you A, scream, or B, run around in circles? I think we already screamed the word Helga. No, he screamed the word Helga. <laughs> oh, we're not. You're we're Helga. We, I'm Helga. Scream back, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> you'll scream at you're me. You're just expressing yourself, and he's making a big meal of it. Yeah. At this point, you don't even know anything's really gone wrong. As far as you're concerned, it's a perfect Thyssenkrupper maneuver. <laughs> you scream, but it makes little difference. 
other than to make one of those guys on landing strips with glow sticks get confused, point his sticks in the wrong direction, and accidentally send a passing Airbus directly into an air traffic control tower, causing all the planes in holding patterns to just drop out of the sky. You watch powerlessly as the unknowing cabin crew wave goodbye to the first-class passengers from Belize, who take a single step before falling into the unclimbable shaft you've accidentally created. The first few make an audible splat, like so much wealthy custard pie, but once the bottom of the pit is saturated with high-end travellers, you begin to hear the sick thud of silk clothes on high-class cabin luggage. The pit is 10% full. Helga! Yes, <laughs> yells Herr Grosser by Makurzakorpa. <laughs> Don't just run! Sorry. Don't just scream! <laughs> Try it! <laughs> <laughs> the, the tissue-thin facade of this feature has been revealed. Don't just scream. Try and get their attention and stop them walking directly into the pit. Business class is coming out quickly. Do you? A. Try and use your walkie-talkie as a megaphone, even though you know in your heart of hearts that that won't work. Or B. Jump up and down on the spot, shouting, Watch out for the Tyson crop! <laughs> We haven't given running around in circles a try yet, but I feel like that's the, You've given the up ship has that. sailed on that. <laughs> I think jumping up and down on the spot is the next best thing for us at this moment. Mm. And warning them of the Tissenkrupp. I'm mm. sure they would get that message loud and clear. Yeah, great shout point. Yeah. Where are we? Are we up on the top? We're not on the top of the Tissenkrupp. You're on the ground. You kind of did the joystick bit, but because you put it vertically, you didn't realize you were already on the ground. You blithely got out and just watched everyone fall into this pit. <laughs> oh, I forgot that they are glass sides, so you can actually watch it filling from the side. Mm, it's quite that's, satisfying. That's very... <laughs> it actually has a milliliters meter on the side, like, like a high-end water bottle. You jump up and down screaming, but the yell of cooling jet engines masks your voice. A business-class passenger spots you as he approaches the exit door. And, mistaking your movements for some local custom, does the same kind of star jump you're doing directly into the pit. You watch <laughs> besuited old man after besuited old man merrily tumble into the yawning tube ahead of them. You hear that some of them land and force out a big fart of stale airplane air into the increasingly thick pile of bodies. A oh, final right. indignity. That's the ruining pit is that now... Tissenkrupper smell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The pit is now 30% full. Oh, God, Helga, you think to yourself, if only you'd put the Tissenkrupp on horizontally. <laughs> oh, God, Helga! Yes, <laughs> yells Herr Grosser by Mekertzikorpa down the walkie. If only you'd put the Tissenkrupp on horizontally! Do you, A, chuckle and say, that's exactly what I just thought, to Herr Grosser <laughs> by Mekertzikorpa, or do you, B, scowl darkly and say, what the hell, that's exactly what I just thought? To hair grosser by Nakurtzakorpa. Chuckle or scowl. I think I'm in a really good mood with this all happening. I think we just, I'm in a chuckling mood. <laughs> yeah? Um, chuckle away. There's no point in making everyone more stressed than they need to be. A bit of levity, I think. Helga's a light touch in the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> you chuckle, but are immediately interrupted mid-yuck. As hair grosser by Nakurtzakorpa shouts, Shut the fuck up, Helga! Can't you see that economy class are now falling into the decent group? You look up and see the bedraggled masses of economy emerge blinking into the sunlight and then falling with a resigned sigh into the pit as if to say, 
and I thought the leg room was bad in there. <laughs> the pit is now 99% full. The only solace you can take from all this is that, going by the arms and legs now hanging over the top of the Tissenkrupp, the hell is over. Yes, everyone in the Tissenkrupp is probably maimed at best, but no one could now possibly fall in. Helga, I just heard that a little boy got lost in the plane and they're bringing him out. Do not let the little lost boy fall in the pit. Sure enough, you see a little boy, eyes red from tears, being ushered out of the plane. This is it, Helga. You can save one person today. It's time to act. Do you A, scream, or B, run around in circles? Oh, I get to run around in circles. <laughs> I feel like I need a diagram of what's going on now. Because, <laughs> because I've so, got the, isn't it the case it's, that the boy will be walking out into a very full Tissenkrupper and just standing perfectly intact on top of the bodies of the maimed? That's <laughs> how I see this happening as yeah. Helga. And, and I think you're probably right to believe that. In fact, I think what we've got is a tube full of decreasingly dead people <laughs> with some... <laughs> certainly traumatised, but less maimed at the top. <laughs> it's a gradiented bar graph. It's great. <laughs> Dead at the bottom, just sort of broken at the top. <laughs> just, just sad at the top. <laughs> Inconvenienced at the yeah. top. They say that being at the back of the plane is the safest place. <laughs> and it yeah. is, with a vertical Tizen group. In the belief that the boy is going to be perfectly safe when he walks out of the plane, I think we're going to do a victory lap of running around in circles. I concur. Okay. You run around in circles. Fast. So fast that you create a little whirlwind, like Taz, the Tasmanian devil. You shout, <laughs> just to get in the spirit of the thing, and suddenly take off, landing with perfect grace next to the little lost boy. Like an angel. Allow me, you say to him with a smile. And just to be safe, huck him head first across the gap into the airport door in the wall. I hope you find your way, little lost boy, you say with a smile. Then lose your balance and fall into the pit to become just another bit of Tissenkrupp mulch. God, this is instantly lethal, Tissenkrupp. This is a design flaw. We've fallen six inches. Why are we dead? The, the pit is 100% full. <laughs> but a little lost boy is safe. The airport is named after you. Helga's airport. When they clear the debris from the Tissenkrupp, they don't find your body. Except for a single diamond. The pressure crushed you into a little diamond. You win. <laughs> so the pressure works upwards in a Tissenkrupp. No, you fell down all the gaps in between the bodies oh, and got tiniest. smooshed. So we're like the smallest cornflake that ends up at the bottom of the box. Helga is about one to two inches thin. <laughs> sort of slid down. Like one of those guys at the end of that Junji Ito story in the rocks. There you go. Well the story... You've explained the... how it worked perfectly for me there, thank you. <laughs> the story of the extremely easy to visually pass vertical Tissenkrupp. <laughs> Do you think they leave those controls... They're always unmanned and unguarded. Mm. There must be a little keyhole next to the joystick. You can't just get on it. You don't know that. 
and make it vertical, surely. There's one way to find out. How, what's top speed of a Tissenkrupp, do you reckon? 70 miles per hour. I yeah. think so as well. You can keep up with any jag. And if you catch the wind, you can like absolutely blow yourself out the back of it. Just create an, a wind tunnel situation. Mm. I'd like to go chasing cars in my Tissenkrupp on the motorway and then sort of lowering down a flap so I... I kind of consume the car, and then the car goes at 140 miles an hour. Uh-oh. What? ThyssenKrupp made Nazi stuff. No, they didn't. Yeah, they were... Na- um, Nazi hallways. Yeah, they wouldn't <laughs> articulated Nazi hallways for Hitler to dance <laughs> up and down. <laughs> they could have made one that just turned around constantly so Hitler never got anywhere. Oh, or yeah, they just attached four of them together, so he's Uh-oh. stuck like yeah, in, a, yeah. in a backroom <laughs> style situation. Oh, yeah. like when you watch those ladies in pools doing synchronized, <laughs> synchronized yes. dances. It's just a spinning swazzy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they made trucks and ships and locomotives and took advantage of foreign slave labor. Oh, well, I'm glad I did the offensive accent now. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in his little office Flicking away at the keys When he wants to make you chuckle You get a feature that's sure to please Lux little features Probably filthy features that shock and delight Feature! Now, I don't know if you know anything about me But I just can't be that bothered with music Who gives a fuck? It's just some notes Sometimes loads at the same time, but it's just, just strip it all out. It's just notes after each other, same time. I don't give a shit. Stuart, however, enjoys music. Mm. He likes listening to it. And when he turns the radio on, it's almost always to listen to music. And this could not be more different from my attitude when I, I only want to listen to a man present his research on a historical event while his bipolar friend screams at him. That is my oeuvre. I love the wacky guy derailing his friend's researched topic. I just want to stroke that wild guy until he calms down. (laughs) Stuart, however, loves the Radio 6. And as recent regular listeners will know, he gets his sordid kicks by telling Radio 6 DJs that he's eating cobs and getting them to read it out. A couple of developments here recently in this field. We've got this one here. Thrilling and delightful. Um, as was Loose Joints just before that, getting a lot of love on the messages. Thank you very much. Uh, Stuart in Nottingham, who apparently is eating an overly condiment-heavy sausage cob. Very much is, he says, all over my face. I'm sure that's what that song's about. Naughty. Oh. So, yeah, very well done to Stuart there for getting a little raunchy kind of implication in there. Dirtbag. I don't know what the song is all over my face, but... um. <laughs> inspired Stuart to say I'm eating a cob with like loads of sauces all over it. I have increasingly decided that I love imagining Stuart chuckling as he writes these. Before it was the before I imagined the aftermath. Now I imagine the pre-math. Yeah, like what I just noticed what you're doing is like, why you you've done your wordle, Stuart. Why are you still staring at your phone so intently? <laughs> <laughs> and then there was this one. This is more exciting news for me because when because I, I became I became aware of this one when Stuart called me into his room in a, in a kind of tone of voice that made me think he'd just seen like one girl one cup or whatever whatever that's called for the first time and he was just just a baffled the prequel. worried sound I will play it to you now 
I have got one more tune to play for you on Six Music this morning. And this one goes to Stuart in Nottingham. Emily, can we have Bend the Round by Emma Anderson for today's Rise track, please? Uh, I'm trying to motivate myself to get to the gym. Of course you can. Emma Anderson, Bend the Round. That's for Stuart. So when I heard that, I said, fair play. You've got on the radio again. It's not your best one. It lacks the bare-faced audacity of when you outright lied that you were munching on a vegan lawn sausage cob and bopping around the kitchen. (laughs) But then Stuart looked at me, and his little lips were trembling like his world was falling apart. And he whimpered, I never sent that. Fuck off. (laughs) What? I do not know what the fuck is happening at Radio 6. Wait. I don't... I've got a number of possible solutions. He's had like eight of these messages read out so far. That's certainly enough food for an AI to extract Stuart's like twin themes of munching on a cob and trudging to or from the gym. Can we just rule out, before we even begin, Stuart isn't lying. He's not gaslighting you. No. I've, I've never heard Stuart sound so shaken. Oh my god. It's like he'd been uprooted and thrown into the air, and he was trying to explain to me what was happening as he tumbled to the ground. This... <laughs> It feels intrusive. It feels weirdly perverse. It feels like someone we've been talking this. about this consistently on a public podcast for weeks and weeks. And, well, I thought they might be doing um, writing their own texts that they've received in, like we always had to do for our magazines because no one writes no one magazines. Writes in magazines anymore, and the ones who did were fucking stupid. By the end of OXM. Genuinely, the only letters we got were from people from prison who were furious that we didn't still do demo discs. <laughs> so, yeah. By the end of my time on OXM, by the way, I don't know what happened after that. Maybe all the people in prison got what they wanted. <laughs> Let out. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the only other solution I can think of is, as you hinted towards earlier, Joe, is that one of you lot did it. One of you crazy bees, or one of the... Oh my God, this goes out to everyone. It could have been any one of our listeners, even someone who isn't a Patreon. It could. In which probably, case, I don't approve. Yeah, it's probably a non-B. Let's be fair. <laughs> That's the kind of underhand shit that a non-B would pull. Exactly. Humans would do that. Bees wouldn't even know how to press a button, nor could they. <laughs> yeah, they could fly really hard into it. Wouldn't press the button. <laughs> They'd die, their stinger would fall off, they'd ejaculate, which killed them again. <laughs> every every verb that a bee can do besides collecting pollen results in immediate death for the bee, I'm yes. afraid. Yeah. <laughs> they hate verbs. So that's not what my feature's about today. It's just getting... A little bit of an update there, because I know a lot of people do really like Stuart's messages to Radio 6. <laughs> but like, every now and then I'll be listening to, well, me and Stuart will both be listening to music, then it's always Stuart that puts it on. And after a while, I'll ask him what this song is, and he'll say, I don't know, my playlist ended a while ago, it's just doing its own thing now. And I will reply, my God, Stuart, how long were we going to sit there and listen to that shit? I'm an extremely polite person, and I could have sat there pretending not to hate that music for weeks because I thought you were sharing something that you cared about. (laughs) And then, released from the trap, I'll put my earbuds in and listen to a podcast because I love that wacky guy's confidence. But I can sense that he's powered by a heavy darkness that I could help him shoulder. That if I just held him in my arms for 20 minutes, both he and I would be all right. 
I realise that this is my problem, that I've lost my passion for discovering new music, so I've been trying to reignite that love in the only way I know how. Spending enough money on hi-fi kit that I'll have to start liking music again or I'll look like a right cunt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, basically just blackmailing yourself. We are going to listen to an album this year, otherwise that was a grand down the fucking shitter. (laughs) If, If I keep buying vinyl... I have to buy a record player. That's the deal. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's amazing. So now we have got a fairly decent stereo system in the lounge, and Gottfried, our spider plant, has been moved on to the Welsh dresser. Now we can finally listen to an album together and both enjoy it in our own way. Stuart appreciating the music, and me watching the needle get closer to the middle of the record, which means we can watch TV again. <laughs> so I went on to Discogs to buy a record to complete the set, and um, ended up buying an album off someone called Haunted Trees with Owls. And I was immediately enchanted by their thank you email. Hello and good morning, Jonathan. Nice to see you. Hope you're keeping well. Thank you very much for purchasing from the Owls. They'll be delighted to fly out to your destination to greet you. We'll have them on the way soon, as I get them prepared and ready to take flight. I'll see if I can get them to bring something extra for you of similar genre slash style. Take care and enjoy wherever you are. Jen, owl emoji, bat emoji. You can now spend lovely evenings under the stars, star emoji, waiting for the owl's arrival, owl emoji. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> is this real? This is absolutely real. You get the, you get this if you buy an album from her. And to be fair, I did get three extra records that I didn't buy that three? we listened to, and they were quite. That was all right. There was a bit of Paul McCartney on there. Oh my god, <laughs> wings because of owls, right? Yeah. Ah, oh, fucking yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love the conceit. I don't know what the conceit is. I don't know if I'm buying records from a haunted tree called Jen, who carries out her business with the help of her resident owls. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And this email doesn't make it sound like they're bringing the thing. It sounds like they're coming to greet me, like I'm getting sort of vetted whether I'm <laughs> by these owls. <laughs> they're flying in, perching on a coat rack, watching everything you do and going... Yeah. It kind of gets there. This Wait, guy. is it the next email? Oh, shit. <laughs> and one thing I just want to know is, are the trees haunted by the owls, or are they haunted trees that have owls? Wait a because second. I'm hoping for the second, because otherwise the owls are dead. Birds are ghosts. Ghosts are birds. Birds? Oh, my God, it's true. She's Fuck. living in my universe. I've ordered from a, my own universe. <laughs> Next, you'll have Zim emailing you, being like, I'm going to bash down your door and pull a big Can boy you up Can actually here. stop guessing everything from my feature, Joe? <laughs> Cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> no, you're amazing. You're doing an amazing job. <laughs> the next email arrived at, um, yes, uh, this is the shipping email, which is mm. triggered by when she clicks shipped. The owls have flown. Your order is on its way. Congratulations on adding to your collection. Bit of a letdown bit weak with the patter there fortunately two days later this arrived whilst you were asleep they would have taken off in the middle of the night moon emoji under a dark haunted skull emoji full moonlight moon emoji keep a watchful eye out for a tap at the door they'll be with you sooner than you realize thinking emoji (laughs) though awfully cold at night they may decide to stop several times during flight for refueling mice stroke voles etc some exchanges of a few hoots slash screeches before carrying on fucking owl jen you tell them to go for it i want my owls absolutely replete with voles and fully hooted out when they push my record through my letterbox with their hunter's beaks 
Tell them to fill their little fucking boots. <laughs> Fat, exhausted owls <laughs> trying to push their way through your letterbox. No, they're fully rejuvenated because they just stopped for a hoot and a vole. Mm. Preparation done with my dedicated helpers. It may take slightly longer, but we prefer everything arrives safely. Yeah, okay. Like I said, I don't mind waiting for your, ma- for your owls to eat a vole. Just stop going on about it. As you're probably aware, no one likes to receive items damaged, hence no rushing, with preparation and care, with attention. Those should be worth the wait. Right, Jen. You've pressed the point too far now, and it's made me question the whole scenario. If anything, stopping to eat a vole and scratch at fellow, screech at fellow owls, who presumably have their own records to deliver, I can see my owls putting the record on the floor, the mulchy forest floor, briefly, while they wolf down that vole. Suddenly, I'm not happy about them stopping for voles and screeching. And that's on you, Jen. That's on you for making me think about it too much. <laughs> how is the owls grip? How do you imagine the owls are gripping the vinyls with their talons? Well, that's not great for the record, is it? I'm assuming they've just got like messenger bags strapped around their necks, mm. big muscular wings, <laughs> and big old dicks. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Protected for the journey, we'll have attached tags and feathers as security for a safe and sufficient flight. Prevent going astray. Feathers as security. Okay, I guess. Let's fucking run with it, Jen. <laughs> Unwrapping must be observed. No sharp knives, scissors, fingernails, or teeth be used, which could cause serious injury. What do you want me to open the fucking record with, Jen? <laughs> those, those are the four things I have in my arsenal. There's nothing else in my house. What do you use? An owl. An owl's beak. <laughs> just, the perfect curvature. I, was, I, I never thought of having an owls at home as well. I thought they were all out on errands. Yeah, that's fair. You shouldn't keep them. Some adequate accommodation, a tree hole with cosy nest material to snug and warm plus a couple of perches to keep a watchful eye on you. Quite honestly, Jen, your owls can fuck off home when they finish dropping the record off. They seem pretty high maintenance, and I don't want them bedding down for a lo- bedding down in a local tree to stare at me while I wank to this new record. Sorry, how many emails has this been? This is the third email. Oh I'm just God. It's so long that I thought I'd break it up yeah, with commentary. No, good. <laughs> I'm just glad you weren't being fucking bombarded by Jen. <laughs> Look after them for me, but don't feed them before midnight. I've got to, I've got to keep the owls now, and there's some like anti-gremlin deal going on <laughs> with them. Jen, you've got to sort your fucking lore out. Anyway, take care, Jonathan. Enjoy your day. Have lovely evenings under the moonlit evenings under the stars. Star emoji. Waiting for the owls' arrival. Regards and best wishes from the deep spider emoji, dark haunted skull emoji, forest owl emoji, bat emoji. All purchases are final. No refunds. <laughs> <laughs> Why do bats keep turning up? I don't know. I think I think she knows what haunted means. I think having animals in it. It's, it's the same thing, isn't it? She just thinks living animals are ghosts. Oh, uh, wait a second. <laughs> bats carry cassettes. It's fine. Carry on. <laughs> Frankly, that my experience with Discog so far has um, been so exciting that it's given me the idea for my own Discog shop. Yes. And I thought I'd write a few thought I'd read out a few of the emails that I'll be sending out. First of all, the making a purchase email. I thank you for, thank you for ordering from Zim and his discs of unending delight in the desert with snakes. My name is Zim, Zim Bambadambala, and I am, I have blown the whistle that rouses my big boys from their afternoon nap. 
Any moment now, they'll tumble downstairs and collect at my living room door, like sand at the neck of an absolutely gigantic hourglass. And then, as the snakes of the desert inject us all with their intoxicating venom, we will begin the arcane process of putting Houses of the Holy by Led Zeppelin into an envelope and sending it to you. Please be patient, as I've been to the toilet six times today, and if anything, it seems to be speeding up. Thank you, Zim Babadoukas. <laughs> and the second one email is sent automatically if it hasn't, if the, you know, if you send it, set the status to shipping. Mm. If you haven't set the status to shipping after two weeks, this email is sent. Mm-hmm. You're, re- you're receiving this email because I found your name written on a bit of kitchen paper. Everyone has a system, and this is mine. I write everything down on kitchen paper and stick the little squares with a bit of spit onto the backs of my lads. <laughs> then I get one of them, a bigger one, excited by spinning them around on the spot. And once he gets excited and shoots off, they all start running around and bouncing off each other. And if, if I'm being honest, they bounce off me a bit and all. If you've ever watched the National Lottery, you'll have a good idea of what this looks like. It's my favorite time of the week and the kitchen paper flaps around like a little tiny cape on their massive backs. It's the most adorable thing you have ever seen. They are my supermens. However, I must confess the element of chance can lead to delays for more unlucky customers. Please be patient and don't blame my lads for the fact that you're cursed. And if you said, when you finally said it's a shipped, Hello, Zimbamba Dangler here. Put your CD in the vast midst of my favorite big boy. He is built for amiable docility rather than zippy proactivity. So please be patient while he negotiates the treacherous inclines and many lethal electrical substations between my living room and your porch. He always turns up eventually, so don't get on my case if it fucking takes ages. P.S. He's got a very heavy jawbone, so his mouth is usually open unless he's upside down. (laughs) This is normal, and he is not in pain. (laughs) (laughs) If six months pass without you receiving your item... Hello, I forgot to mention the snakes in the last two emails. The snakes are absolutely integral to the work we do here at Zim and his discs of unending delight in the desert with snakes. Their intoxicating venom keeps us dancing in the sand dunes of the desert, and we watch our footprints disappear in the ever-changing terrain. Would that our impact on the world be so transient? Only last week, one of my more inexperienced lads became untethered and drifted into a jet engine, which put all the passengers off the food and spattered leads with 200 litres of lad guts. One of his kidneys landed in a pram, and the baby's first word was, Fucking hell, Mum! (laughs) Sometimes we do have a very real and sometimes regrettable impact on our world. Anyway, it looks like you haven't received your record yet. I'm up to my neck in it. Barry's up a ladder, and I don't like the way he's waving his arms around. Have you tried Amazon? <laughs> the last one is sent automatically two years later. <laughs> Hello, it's Zim Ram Lam now. I'm out of the record game. I've got my hands full with a brand new batch of big boys after the last lot were declared unsafe by the council and taken to the abattoir for retraining. <laughs> this new lot are fluorescent yellow which is very safe, I'm sure, but they're over twice as fast and I'm finding it very difficult to keep up. Fuck 
get, there goes another one. I'll come clean. There aren't any snakes. I don't know what records are. I was just trying to do one thing for me. And then they took me boys away. And the world's changing so fast. I tried to use my butterfly neck, but he went straight through it. I thought for a second he'd look around and then collapse into a pile of cubes. I could have respected that. But these new lads seem to have a kind of protective casing. I'm not used to it, Margaret, if that is your name. So no, you can't have your record. And I'm keeping the money because I want it. Now fuck off. <laughs> That was went all over the place. I enjoyed myself, though. <laughs> Very good. The best things in life are free. But my favourite comes out of a bee. I want honey. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount of your choosing per episode. And if you donate for us for us just two pounds, we will eviscerate your human name and re-give re you. Give you a newbie name. <laughs> he did. Um, he done did it. Could you please give me names for the following new pay charts? A bee name, please, for Ed Chappelle. Ah, the recently expedited Ed Chappelle who came into my pub and was very kind to me. So, yes, you should come to the King Billy. You get expedited bee names and you also get a little hug. <laughs> God, I should have thought of a bee name in advance for him. Joe, give, the, give this man a bee name, but bear in mind, he's very nice. <laughs> a simple net will catch a bee. But can a bee be a bee if it ain't not free? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's, that's as deep as my may our impact in the world be as <laughs> temporary as footprints in a sand dune. <laughs> a simple net will catch a bee, but can a bee be a bee if it ain't not free? Yeah. And that's good because it's easy to kind of abbreviate for the Discord as well. Bee, bee, a bee. <laughs> Please give a bee name to M. Bruce. M as in short for Emma, not M like the letter M. Bruce, short for Brucifer. Mmm, that stanky thorax juice. <laughs> I, I'm so sure we've done one that's incredibly similar to that. Yeah, okay. No, I like it. So that's M, that stinky... Well, I got the juice from the Bruce and the mmm from the Emma. That's the B name. You get the juice from the Bruce and the mmm from the M. Yes. <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. Also, another... Gre like juice from the Bruce. That's what you want on, on Discord. <laughs> Finally, a bee name, please, for Jack Morton. A stylish bee in shacket and jorts. Sartorial bee. A stylish bee in shacket and jorts. <laughs> That's good. Brackets sartorial bee. <laughs> yeah, 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 you can yeah, go yeah. you can go by sartorial bee, but you have to turn up to live shows dressed the fuck up in a shacket and jorts i'm yes. sure you've done this on purpose but it's just shackets and jorts real things you can buy but it is also a spoonerism of each other oh yes wow <laughs> that's fucked me up i was never i've never that is so good a spoonerism yeah i can't believe we are we collectively as the podcast are the first to discover it the first in the world it's really fucked me up. <laughs> wow, what a way to end the podcast. That's, oh my God. A real thinker. 
we thought the net thing was profound. This has <laughs> blown the lid off the fashion industry. Shacket and jorts. Uh, what else do you get when you join the patron? Fill us in. Discord access. The most hip, the most happening Discord on the web. It's hexagon shaped. You can enter from any door in the hexagon, like Takeshi's castle. <laughs> Inside, there's a hundred guys dressed like sumos trying to punch you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Discord's a great place. I'm just going to call out the daily video game quiz uh, that's done by a user whose name I can't remember. So I'm going to look it up now. It's Oh, it's uh, Kissed by a Clown B style. Uh, it does a daily video game quiz. You can go in and answer little trivia questions. That's it's genuinely cool. nice. Well, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'll be back with another one next week. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> don't, don't count them chickens. That's actually a good point. We, we have missed a few weeks. We had a live show, and that was debilitatingly fun. You're yeah. absolutely right. We always we always have a little bit of a loosener. A loose period after a live show, don't we? Because we build up to it with such intensity, then we just kind of snap like twigs. So many cheap elastic bands. Yeah, elastic we... twigs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we freak <laughs> ourselves out so much that we just elastic twig ourselves into the ether. No more ideas for two weeks. But yeah. we'll we'll be better. We will we'll do better. On. We'll do right by you. We're never going to miss a week again. That's a regular features promise. Well, you know what else is a promise? Three episodes a week. We're doing three episodes a week from now on. And two for Patreons only. Yeah, on top. And we're bringing we're bringing back the <laughs> birthday cards as well. You're all getting birthday cards. <laughs> and all the birthdays we missed. You're getting all of those. <laughs> and we're going to come around and shake your hand. Yeah. Kiss you on the knees. You say that, but I did find a lot of the birthday cards we did in my Google Photos. And they were really good. They were some of the best art we've ever done. Right. I'm going to censor this bit of the podcast. They shouldn't even. They should not be reminded of the things that we used to give them and no longer do because it's too much work. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye.